Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 12th of January, 2023. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. I'm Nadine here with Scotty. Once again, Scotty, positivity being expressed. The S&P ASX 200 up by 1.2%, 7,280. For all of that enthusiasm I just expressed, really not a lot has changed. No, the same narrative as what we were talking about this time yesterday. Uh, it's about you know, optimism that inflation has peaked and optimism that we're going to go and see less aggressive central banks around the world. Uh, look, whether that goes and plays out, we'll probably find out in around about, uh, I don't know, 10 hours or so time. Yeah, I know. I know that Twitter feed is going to be going off. But, Scuddy, does that mean that... Uh, people haven't positioned for a potential risk event. You would have thought that people would have been taking a bit of risk off the table ahead of this very important CPI read in the States. Yeah. Uh, look, I've got to say that I'm a little bit surprised at the, the continued optimism about China's reopening. That's one factor undoubtedly which is contributing to it. But just the uniformity of the gains coming through today, it's really unusual. Indeed, almost all the sectors recorded a gain in excess of 0.9%. There's a couple of exceptions to the broader rule where there were some bigger gains coming through. I know that uh, when it comes to financials, also the material space, the two biggest components in the other index, were both up close to 1.5%. But the uniformity tells me either two things, that there's next to no volumes going through, which could explain the melt-up that we saw, or that it's index buying. Uh, and so that basically forces I know, the uh, physical underwriters to go and buy uh, individual stocks and the component, which is the same. But uh, it is, yeah, unusual, uh, certainly given what the central bank's talking about at the moment, uh, talking tough. Uh, it goes against the grain there. So how it goes and plays out, but all this is doing at the moment is loosening financial conditions. And the more loose they become, the less likely it is that inflation will go and return to target. So how it plays out, we're going to find out pretty soon, though, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, the central bankers in the US continually say that they do not want to see a loosening of financial conditions. You know, all the podcasts, all the reading I did this morning was ah, shock about the inflation read here. And, this, and more so the retail sales data that we got yesterday. We saw the trade balance, the survey coming in at 13.2 billion dollars. Uh, look, it was higher than expectations. Exports were f- pretty flat. Imports were down about 1%. But um, yeah, I mean, to your point about China, the enthusiasm keeps on keeping on. We had PHB hitting yet another record high today. Um it feels as if everything's sort of, yeah, price for perfection. You know, the, the local market is at a five-week high. I wonder if we're in for a whole world of hurt if we get some tough talk coming from Fed speakers, even if this inflation read in the U.S. points to a decline coming through in those pressures. 
Yeah, look, uh, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a pretty weak number now. You'd imagine. The other thing as well with the financials, it could be to do with the fact we've got bank reporting season in the states, and we know that uh, the analyst community love nothing more than going and delivering an undersheet on uh, on expectations and being beaten uh, by the actual result. That could be another factor as well. But you're right; it almost seems a little bit too easy at this point in time. And I know every day just coming and locking another one percent gain. Uh, markets very rarely, or at least healthy markets, don't act like that normal. And uh, that tells me that something is brewing when it goes and, uh, and, and really comes to fruition and uh, no, explodes one way or another. Well, that's anyone's guess. Iron Ore edged higher today again on that Chinese demand optimism. I had a chat on the call today with uh, Ben Clark from TMS Capital. He's holding on to the likes of Rio Tinto because he just doesn't see... Uh, you know, through all of the COVID lockdown, there hasn't been a significant pullback in the price of iron ore. He reckons that China will follow eventually the same old playbook to stimulate its economy being infrastructure spending. He doesn't see the demand for Aussie iron ore slowing down anytime soon. Uh, Mark Gardner, though, from Macro Capital felt a little bit differently. He he doesn't see things going off without a hitch this year, particularly when it comes to uh, the mid point of the year for equities and uh, is not banking on, you know, iron ore demand or prices, I should say, remaining this elevated. You could throw coal into the mix. You know, there's lots that could still happen, even though it feels as if everybody is a commodity bull. Yeah. With those uh, commodities you talked about as well, almost every producer is profitable at these levels and that's really unusual in itself and supply side we know that there's no supply coming down eventually but uh, it just yeah, it, it seems the markets are very very bullish about something in one way or another and I can understand I can be sympathy with Ben's position that we have seen China just go and, and rock back and say like alright industrial sector go over guns and and, uh, and bid up uh, the, uh, the economic activity but I mentioned a couple of times on the podcast and on the program in recent days that I just don't see China following the same playbook to anywhere near the same degree as, as prior cycles because it just leaves so much excess capacity, which creates even harder times for, I know, the industrial sector down the line. Yeah. Uh, well, copper seems to be one uh, universal point of uh, agreement between a lot of the analysts and investors that we speak to. So we will see. Listen, that episode of The Call really did focus on a lot of big names from 2022. So those winners. Uh, and I asked the simple question, will last year's winners continue to perform in 2023. So today, are they a buy, hold, or a sell? And you can listen or watch that um, entire episode. Uh, yeah, however you choose to consume the content. And uh, just with that in mind, MA Financial was the stock of the day. It downgraded its earnings expectations. Uh, still looking pretty good, though, overall, or at least that's what I asked my guests. Take a listen. I think this is a buying opportunity, personally. In part because of the valuation. Because of valuation, because I, to me, this looks like an overreaction. It, it's quite an illiquid stock because it's so tightly held. The only thing I would flag is that the government is talking about making some big changes to this. Um, it's the visa, special. The, it's yeah. the special. Um, what's it called? Investor the special investment visa. visa. Yeah. yeah. So people, um, you know, if you're overseas, you could get a visa if you invested five million dollars plus in the country. And Sorry, made, significant investor visa. Significant That's just what visa. reminded me. Yeah. Most of the bad news is priced in. I think this movement today is fairly knee-jerk, um, and more than likely a bit of a buying opportunity. Um, there. 
Yeah, I think they grew on that Finshaw, the 2,600-odd um, new brokers. So everything's going in the right direction for the business. I mean, you, and I mean to call it a downgrade, I would agree, is, is a, probably a bit of an overstatement, realistically. So MA Financial really battered and bruised in the wake of that announcement, down by about 10%, Scuddy. So, yeah, that's why both of those guests are saying it could be a bit of an overreaction and that... In terms of valuation, uh, MA Financial is looking pretty good at this stage of the game. Being today, it's a buy from both of those guests. So going to the investment committee. Um, Scotty, you had there a number of conversations. Capital, capital yeah. Been, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, capital markets uh, actually has been uh, next to nothing or very weak compared to parity of years. So no real surprise as well. I had a chat with uh, Luke Winchester about uh, MA Financial as well. And oh, uh, he, he liked it beforehand. Uh, he was surprised He was surprised by the uh, the reaction as well, but not so much by the result. But uh, yeah, he uh, he's still feeling pretty optimistic about it. So it's prospects longer term. Okay, there you go. And Luke Winchester, if you'd like to listen to that interview, is uh, available via the show notes for this podcast as well. I, I was going to ask, Scotty, you know, what were you talking to people about today? I mean, there was so much about the upcoming inflation read, I know. Um, but, you know, still trying to figure out who's a bull about 2023, who's a bear. What, what's sort of standing out to you? Nick Dagan had a good chat with me in the uh, small to micro cap space, uh, talking about uh, battery materials, copper, uh, and also green hydrogen. And uh, I know where potentially that could go and get to at this point. Uh, we're seeing a lot of uh, very strong bids coming through for various green hydrogen plays over the last few sessions. Whether that suggests maybe a bit of speculative activities coming back into the market, well, I probably dare say so. Good conversation with him. Uh, also, Mark Todd from the Bank of China. Uh, I did say that both of us have been around uh, for a while through various cycles and got his take as to some of the uh, economic and, uh, and market indicators that he's watching pretty closely to get a gauge as to whether the optimism we're seeing at the moment is really justified or is it just uh, a flash in the pan and setting us up for uh, you know, some disappointment down the line. So really worthwhile listening to those people who've gone and seen quite a few different cycles because they give you a good perspective of, uh, of some of the things without maybe the excitement of the day-to-day fluctuations that we go. Got it. Thanks, Scuddy. Look, China had some inflation data out today. I just was taking a look at Chinese markets. They're not actually looking crash hot today. Uh, We did see consumer inflation accelerating, um, but of course, I don't anticipate that we will see the Chinese central bank lifting rates anytime soon. I think that the fall sort of came ahead of the Lunar New Year holidays, of course. And and like for all of the optimism around the China reopening, we've got the WHO, of course, warning that this Lunar New Year travel period could really you know, sat a cat amongst the pigeon when it comes to this sort of out of control COVID wave that China is experiencing. Um, look, you know, we will be watching out for the inflation read in the U.S. tonight. That sort of precedes the banks and the fourth quarter reports that we're getting out in the states as well. Um, what else should we be thinking about, Scuddy? Or is that pretty much it on this positive Thursday here in Australia? I reckon that's pretty much it. Make or break moment, I imagine. that uh, It would take a very soft reading to go and see the market hold onto a lot of the gains that we've managed to achieve over the last few sessions. I think we've been moving in anticipation of this uh, no soft outcome. Now it's time for the actual data to go and determine whether it was the right decision or not. Yeah, and we'll find out if the money should have been where the mouths are. Uh, Scotty, we will talk about it tomorrow, no doubt. Have a good night. You too. Take care. 
Want to know what it takes to make a million bucks? Check out My First Million. Every week we dive into different business opportunities and explain how to pounce on them. From one-man online operations to brick-and-mortar strategies, we cover it all. So whether it's your first million followers or dollars, start getting inspired with My First Million wherever you get your podcasts.